Good morning. Let me dismiss. Three years old and below can go to the nursery. Uh, four years old through second grade can head to Children's Church. Glad you guys are here. On meal day, got some fiesta food for you, I think. Tacos and those kinds of things. Started last week a series that will take us uh, a little over a month to complete um, on suffering. And last week I introduced the idea of kind of where suffering comes from. Today we're going to see how God uses our suffering to draw us to a Savior. Uh, next week we'll see how God uses our suffering to draw others to a Savior. Uh, we'll see after that how God uses our suffering to sanctify us, to make us holy, uh, how God uses us after that to, uh, to teach us more of who he is, and then we'll conclude how our suffering reveals to us what real joy looks like, and that'll be our whole series. Uh, but last week we saw uh, kind of the source of suffering. We went all the way back to the beginning when Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they were deceived by the serpent and took of the fruit that was forbidden to them and resulted in uh, a series of, of uh, punishments resulting ultimately in a broken world. And we said that suffering is a result of that brokenness. All our suffering is a result of the fact that the world is continuously going to be in a broken state until God himself uh, redeems it, fully reconciles it, and makes all things right. Uh, we saw um, that immediately after uh, we saw in, in Genesis 3 where they had taken the fruit and the consequences of their, of their sin, that in Genesis 4 we have Cain and Abel and they offer these sacrifices to God and, and God uh, accepts one and won't take the other one and Cain in his anger kills his brother and his brother... Uh, it said that his blood cried out, and then and God tells Cain, because of your sin, you're going to be a wanderer all over the earth. And we saw what I claim to be uh, a parent's worst nightmare, that one of their sons kills the other son, and a surviving son is forced to live uh, as an exile, basically. A horrible thing. But listen, that was a result of the brokenness of the world. Adam and Eve suffering and seeing their sons go through what they went through is a result of sin. What I didn't do last week, and I really I meant to do, is in my notes, I kind of just skipped it, and I omitted it, and didn't mean to, and I feel like I need to clarify this thing, and I'll make sure we, we see this. Um, because I said that suffering is a result of sin, and a result of the broken world, and it's always going to be a fact of our life until everything is made right, you might have walked away with the picture that uh, the world is... Uh, completely in chaos, and it is, uh, but almost out of the hands of God, that God is sitting up watching this chaos sort of take place as if he can't do anything about it. And I want to make sure you understand that while suffering is going to always occur, and it is the result of sin, suffering is not out of the reach of God. And any time we go through suffering, God's allowing it to happen, Okay. 
God allows things to take place that he knows are going to draw us to the cross, draw others to the cross, going to sanctify us, going to teach us, and going to show us some joy. So when we suffer, don't feel like God's up there going, oh, I had no idea they would go through this. What am I going to do about that? God's not like this distant God who can't understand, can't uh, comprehend what's going on. He's allowing things to take place because he knows that in those things, in our sin and in our suffering, he can draw us back to himself. And I want to make sure you understood that. You wouldn't think that, well, I'm suffering and God doesn't care about that. That's not the case. And we're going to see today at the end of our, our study today how, how God is aware uh, very acutely of our suffering and how he does care. Um, so I wanted to make sure you saw that. Now, I left off in Genesis 4, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna travel quickly all the way through Genesis to Exodus 1. So go ahead and turn your Bibles to Exodus 1. I'm going to show you how suffering in Genesis didn't stop. Okay, how once Cain and Abel had their struggle and Adam and Eve had their suffering as a result of the sin, uh, suffering continues. As a matter of fact, it isn't very long before God looks down and the whole world, it says, is corrupt. But God found uh, one man who was righteous. His name was Noah. And God saved the whole world through Noah and uh, his uh, wife and his sons and, and their wives. And God the, the, the bottom line is this horrible event takes place, and it, it causes uh, deep and uh, uh, severe suffering. Um, you move on from the flood, and you find that uh, everyone kind of gathers up at the Tower of Babel, and, and they want to create this thing to kind of make them seem like the gods, and God realizes they're not being obedient to his calling to go and be fruitful and multiply all the lands, and God... Uh, confuses their language and, and causes everyone to be dispersed, a great suffering as a result of sin. Uh, we get into, we find uh, this couple, uh, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, Sarah is apparently very, very beautiful, uh, so beautiful that uh, Pharaoh uh, sees her one day and finds her beauty to be thing to be grasped. I want her to be mine. Uh, Abraham says, when, when, they, when they say that, just tell them, you're my sister, okay, and they make this lie up. And so Sarah is forced to go live in the palace with the Pharaoh. Once again, more suffering as a result of sin. You keep moving through Genesis. You find Abraham and his nephew Lot have this uh, great thing going. Uh, both groups have these huge uh, herdsmen. The herdsmen can't get along, and strife begins to develop between the two groups, and they decide to separate. And Abraham and Lot are forced to be sent apart. Um, Abraham finds himself in a war against Sodom and Gomorrah and Adma. It's a serious, uh, one of our first wars in the world, uh, suffering over and over again. Uh, God one time begins to question Adam and says, uh, I'm going to destroy Sodom. And, and they go through this back and forth as Sodom says, but God, if I can just find, you know, 100 that are righteous, God says, I would not destroy the city. If I can find 80 and 60 and, you know, the story, and go right down and finally Adam, Abraham says, if I can find this 10 God are righteous, I won't, you know, and God says, nope, I won't destroy the land for this 10 that are righteous. Can't find 10 people that are holy in the whole city. God destroys Sodom. Uh, we find again uh, almost uh, chapter 2 of the story where uh, once again Sarah is found to be beautiful by a king. The king says, hey, you come in and be my bride and brings her in. More and more suffering. Genesis is just 
chock full of sin and suffering. We're not that different. Things work along for a while pretty good. Uh, uh, Isaac has a wife, uh, Rebecca. Uh, she is uh, with, with child, with children. Actually, she has twins and Jacob and Esau. While in her womb are fighting and arguing over authority and power. And so we see immediately that suffering and pain and anguish and sin and strife occurs from, from the beginning. Uh, Esau is tricked out of his birthright and out of his blessing, and then he vows to kill Jacob. Jacob runs away and gets married to Rachel, ends up working for 14 years as a slave. Uh, comes away with that two wives, uh, Rachel and Leah. Jacob has 12 sons. Uh, you know the story of the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, the sons uh, are jealous of one of the brothers named Joseph. They end up selling him. 